Well, good morning. Check, check. Good morning. Well, good morning, KCC. Well, that's very loud. Wake you up in the morning. Uh, hope you had a, a safe drive here. I know it was snowing a little bit, but I'm so glad that you made it to church this morning. Are you glad you made it to church this morning? A few of you? That's okay. Uh, Pastor Brody's going to be speaking uh, on Too Good to Be True this morning. He's going to be uh, continuing our series. It's been so awesome to be a part of this. Uh, if you have kids with you this morning, we have an amazing kids team downstairs. They're wearing our red shirts. Uh, you can follow the signs and get them checked in. Uh, for the rest of us, I'm going to invite you to stand as we get ready to worship. And we're just going to pray together as the worship team gets ready here. So would you pray with me this morning? Father God, we just thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for what you've done for us, God, that we, we just are just so in awe of all of you done for us in our lives, God. This morning, we just want to lift our eyes to you, whatever this week had for us, whether it was bad or good or whether it was stressful, God, we just lift up our eyes to you this morning. We lift our perspective to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords, to the author and the perfecter of our faith, God. We just love you in Jesus' name. If you're ready to worship, say amen. Amen. Church, this is a new song. It's called God of the Promise. It's a little bit easy, so we're going to start singing. I'm not going to wait for the walls to fall. Because I know a name that will break them down. And I've got a praise awakening within my soul. And I'm not ashamed. Declare it now. Light of the world, trample the darkness. Nothing can stop it. You are the God of the promise. Every word will be accomplished. Nothing can stop it. You are the God of the promise. The King of Glory comes, and before His name, everything must bow. And throw off your chains, and Jesus destroyed them all. Up from the grave, He is with us now. Come on, your light. Light of the world, trample the darkness. Against 
And we declare your name. 
I'll sing that out again. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. sing it out you are you are way maker Stop working, never stop working. Never 
never stop, you never stop Even when I don't see it, you work even when I don't feel it, you work it. Never stop, never stop working. Never say, oh no. Come on. Even when I don't see it, you work it. Even when I don't feel it, you work it. Never stop, never stop working. Never stop, oh Jesus. As we move into this, this space right now, when we lift our hands at church on a Sunday morning, there's a few things that happen with that. One, we're moving in an act of submission to our King. And we're saying to you, Lord, I submit to, to you the things you want to work in my life. So as a church, as KCC, we believe in raising our hands and saying, Lord, I submit to you. So this morning, I want us to stay in this attitude of worship. They're just going to go into the chorus of Waymaker. But I want you to know, Mark chapter 9 says, all things, nothing is impossible for those who believe. And so this morning, let's extend our faith into a place that isn't stuck in just what I see in front of me. Let's extend our faith into a place that is so far beyond what we can see and put our trust in a God who says, I love you, I care for you, and I'm going to move mountains for you. That we don't just let the circumstance weigh us down. That we don't let the, the what's happening, of the, the anxiety, the, the things that are going, the addiction that are weighing us down on our shoulders, that we say, God, I want you to move this mountain because I believe that you can. So if you're comfortable this morning, I want you to say to God this morning, Lord, move that mountain. Raise your hands, raise your voice and say, God, move that mountain. 
I'm tired of living in this place where I'm not extending my faith. I'm going to live faith forward. What Pastor Brody's talking about this morning. Let's extend our faith into something bigger. Into something bigger. Let's not let our own thoughts be the one that stops us from moving forward. So just raise your hands if you're comfortable. Worship him this morning. But give him that thing, that anxiety, that, that, that lack of hope that you have, that addiction that's plaguing you, that's stopping you from moving forward. And say, God, move this mountain. Let's just move this mountain this morning. Let's raise your faith, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's raise our voices. our faith we challenge that Lord what is in front of us and say that you are our God you love us you care for us and you can move that mountain Lord that whatever thing that is plaguing us the 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 issues of life whatever happened to be me Lord we know that you can move it and you will move it in Jesus name look to your neighbor and say nothing is impossible nothing is impossible with God amen amen let's give the Lord a hand this morning Turn to your neighbor, give a high five, and say, glad you're here this morning. stage for me. This is going to be a great service today. I feel I've got lots of room to preach today. Uh, I'm so glad you're here with us. This is uh, such a bit, it has been a really busy weekend. We've had uh, the city, there's been a, a prayer and prophetic conference. There's a youth conference. Pastor Dave is away uh, in Mexico at a conference with uh, a number of our church plants that are down there. So this is like conference season. And what's awesome about it is the fact that you just get to hear what the God is doing and people are getting charged up, just, just seeing beyond themselves as to what God can do. So we're just glad you're here. I don't know who brought the snow this morning, 
But no, <laughs> it was starting to feel a little bit like Christmas out there. I couldn't believe it. But uh, how many of you are ready for the next season, the new season that we're going into? That's right. So if you're new with us here at KCC, we're so glad you're with us. Uh, we believe God wants to take every one of us on a, on a very specific spiritual journey. And it's, it's uh, personal to each individual. We believe it starts first with knowing God, knowing God for yourself, knowing God as not the God of your parents or your grandparents or your society, but knowing God personally and, and intimately, yourself, heart to heart, you and the Lord. So that's a big part of our, our walk is to first have that initial relationship with Him. After we discover that relationship with Him, then we realize, hey, this is wonderful. We've been saved, but we want to move forward, and we want to move forward in finding freedom because there are things that we just bring along with us in life, and when we look back, we go, man, I could move a lot faster if these things weren't weighing me down. And we believe that the Lord wants to set people free. Amen? That's just the, the nature of our God. He loves, to, he loves to bring freedom to people. He wants to set you on a launch, on a launch strip. He wants to set you, off, set you on forward into your purpose, what he's called you to, so that you can actually live life with purpose and make a difference. So this series that we're uh, completing today, today uh, is called Too Good to Be True. It's part of our Know God series. Because we believe that the more we begin to discover God, who God is and what he is all about and his plans for our lives, we just, it just translates and converts into praise. When you believe that God is the way maker and the miracle worker and you discover him that way and you discover him as the, the one who heals all of our disease, amen, and, and, and gets us out of the miry clay, out of the pit, puts our feet on a rock and is our rescuer, then, then it translates into worship to God in a different heart-to-heart -heart connection, that different connection. So this morning, we're going to be uh, talking about an attribute of God that I just find so incredible, the fact it's a piece of his nature and that he loves to reward us. He is our, our rewarder. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, he's a rewarder. He rewards us. He, uh, these rewards and these returns we experience are linked to our faith. And they're linked to the risks that we uh, take each and every day. And so we're going to be talking about rewards and risk today. And we're going to start in Matthew chapter 25, but before we do that, we're just going to pray, open up in prayer. Father, we ask that you would open up our hearts this morning to receive from you and receive from your word. We ask that our, our, our focus would be upon you, and Lord, as we, our hearts become open, Lord, that you would transform us into the person that you created us to be. Lord, that you would give us fresh hope and fresh faith and fresh desire to be able to go into the world and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So Matthew chapter 25, uh, I'm reading from the Living Bible, starting in verse 14. And this is an analogy jo Jesus spoke to demonstrate uh, different people 
and how they steward the investment that God made in their lives. Each one of us have been invested into. God has given us talents, gifts, treasures in each and every one of us. And then he says, now how are you going to operate with those gifts and with those talents? So Matthew 25, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going into the country, another country, who called together his servants, loaned them money to invest for him while he was gone. He gave $5,000 to one, $2,000 to another, and 1000 to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities, and then left on his trip. The man who received the 5000 began immediately to buy and sell with it, and soon earned another $5,000. The man with 2000 went right to work, too, earned another 2000 But the man who received the $1,000 uh, uh, the $1,000, dug a hole in the ground and hid the money for safekeeping, he played it safe. You say that, played it safe. Yeah, he hid it for safekeeping. And after a long time, the master returned from his trip, called them to him to account for his money. The man to whom he had entrusted the 5000 brought him $5,000. And so he had 10,000, and his master praised him for his good work. You've been faithful, handling the small amount, he told him. So now I'll give you more responsibility. Begin this joyous task I've assigned to you. Next came the man who had 2,000 with the report, Sir, you gave me 2,000 to use, and I have doubled it. Good work, his master said. You're a good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over this small amount, so now I'll give you much more. Then the man with 1,000 came and said, Sir, I know you were a hard man. Do you notice the perspective that this individual had of his master? A, an idea of him, a, and perhaps even a philosophy of life in terms of, you know what, I'm gonna, I realize that you're a tough man, and I was afraid of you, afraid you would rob me of what I earned, so I hid your money in the earth, so here it is. I'm giving you back what you gave to me. Now his master's response, wicked man, lazy slave, since you knew I would demand your profit, you should have at least put my money in the bank so I could have some interest. Take the money from this man, give it to the man with 10,000. For the man who uses well what he is given shall be given more, and he shall have abundance. But from the man who is unfaithful, even with what, even what little responsibility he has, shall be taken from him, and throw the useless, useless servant into, uh, uh, out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a, it's a very descriptive, descriptive response to this servant who in essence played it safe. He kept the money for safekeeping. He kept it safe, and it sounds logical, it sounds reasonable. He got back what he, returned, he was given. The master was given, he didn't lose anything, but the fact that he played it safe was enough for the master to respond the way he did. Jesus is talking here about the value that God places on his investment in us. 
God has placed an investment in each and every one of us. And God designed it this way because God loves to reward us. When we live by faith and we live faith forward, we live risking forward. And and so the man who had 5,000, he risked it. The man who had 2,000, he risked it. The one who had 1,000, he played it safe. Now most of us, 69% of society is... They have a personality type. They're an S-stable, steady, mind-your-own-business. Well, they get into an elevator. You know, they're not the one, where are we going here? They're pushing the buttons. They're not. They just come in the elevator quietly. They don't engage in too much conversation. They don't uh, rock the boat at all. They like steady. 70% of society is like this. We're averse to risk. We don't like to risk because there's a fear attached to it. How many of you would consider yourself risky people? A few. <laughs> a few. It's, it's that moment in our life where we lead forward, faith forward, where we step out of the boat onto the water, as Pastor Malachi shared last week. We step onto the water. And so the lesson today is, What I want to share with you is that playing safe isn't really safe. It's dangerous. Now, I understand why people play it safe. I am one of those S personalities. My name is Brody Kalman, and I'm a stable, steady individual. I like steady. I like steady. I like calm. I don't mind calm waters. They're okay with me, right? Most sheep do. Um, But people play it safe for so many reasons. They play it safe because at times in the past they've risked something and they they made a mistake and it was humiliating. And they've got this inner dialogue that's just saying, you know what, I'm never going to put myself out there again. There was that one time I got on stage in front of a a bunch of people and I froze, so I'm never getting on stage again. At one time, I risked a relationship with an individual, and they walked away, and they left me hurt. So I'm not going there again. Or you opened up, and you were hurt by someone, and your response is now to shut down and play it safe. And, and the church is full of people who are, are hurt. It's church hurt. They've just come into this church, and they've come, they're coming in with their pains, and they're coming in with their, they're just, they've been betrayed before. And so how do you overcome this? And how do you step into this place where God actually intends us to be able to walk and to to live? And in order to have vision, in order to have hope, in order to have a return, in order to have reward, there must be a degree of risk. Extended on each individual. You can't play it safe. Those things won't come. Dreams, vision, Like that type of uh, opportunity and return won't come by playing it safe, by holding on to what you have. Every important life has risk. Every important choice in life and every important uh, response in life has, has risk associated with it. That relationship. That, uh, that individual you were interested in and taking that first step to actually ask them out on a date. You know, that first uh, company 
that you, or idea that you have that you're like, man, I should really launch this thing. I should really put feet to it. Everything you do, every occupation you pursue, every uh, class you take in school that has a risk associated, and every purchase you make has a risk associated with you, uh, with it, a risk of loss. But the abundant life doesn't come without a degree of risk. When we build a bunker and we play it safe and we just build this like bastion around us, we have to be careful that our bunker doesn't become our prison. Because it becomes logical and reasonable to actually not, not go out beyond our comfort zone. Not go out beyond the place where uh, it's safe and it's careful. And so we got to be careful in that regard. Uh, the, the, Jesus really brought attention to the life of a child. And this child's uh, precious to, to God because a child will go out and actually take risks. And it's a process of their development, their growth and their development. And when you, we've raised three children, kind of. They're, they're still being raised. But we're in the process. But I remember when they were little, there was a time in our life where we could kind of just watch them. We could watch them. And then there were times where we needed to watch them. Like, where are they? Because they were climbing on things. They're trying to stand. They're trying to grab at things. They're trying to live life. And they're pushing the boundaries all the time. Even though multiple times they try to stand and they fall. But this risk related to a reward. If they had never tried to stand, they would never have stood. But risk is a part of the process. Jesus said this, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. There's a place of our relationship with God where we have to just go into it with a faith, trusting in God that in the process we're going to try and stand and his grace will be there to actually help us stand. That we won't be alone. In the process, some people grew up in a family, perhaps were playing it safe, it is like the best practice. And if you approach everyone guarded and you approach everyone with critical, uh, suspicious, as, with a suspicious nature, then, then, you, then you'll never be hurt. If you protect yourself, and we hear about all the warnings about like, don't risk because you might lose, but we don't hear the warnings about if you don't risk, you won't gain. We don't hear those warnings. We just tell, we just hear from society a lot of like, just hold back. Don't, don't give too much of your time. Don't go, you know, don't give up your Sunday. Don't commit to serve. Don't commit to being a part. Don't commit to give. Don't commit. Because if you're committing, you're, you're, you're risking something. And the point is that we have, to, we have to move beyond this place of risk, beyond this place of playing it safe, because if we're not careful, we can get to a frame of mind where we become overly conscious, uh, cautious, and we begin to overthink and underact, and we become like that servant who is so afraid of doing anything, they did nothing. So we move beyond this, and it's a common thing to want to bury what you, 
what you have. And I'm really driving this point home because I, we need to realize that nature in us that is contrary to the nature that is in, Jesus, in God. He risked by sending his son Jesus. He risked by, create, by giving us this free, free will. He risked uh, by allowing us the, the right to like, lead our homes and pursue our occupations. He, he says, okay, I'm going to allow you to be a steward of this precious thing I've invested in you. Now, what are you going to do with it? And the pressures in, world, in the world are to hold on. And if you're holding on, you can't invest. My, my son, he's... He comes through the winter season. He's got a bunch of little side hustles he does. And he makes money. It's pretty, pretty, uh, he's, he's pretty, uh, pretty entrepreneurial. And uh, he has people dropping money off at his door and putting it under the mat. And we come home and he's counting cash. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're 11. And he's ordering stuff from China and getting it like packaged up and going online and making sales. I'm like, that's great. He's sitting at the counter and he's just counting his cash. Way more cash than I had at his age. And he's, <clears throat> he's counting it out. And I think he does it out in public so he can show his older sister how much money he has. He's like, I have more money than you. And, but he puts it out on the counter. And I said, Caden. Now, where are you going to invest this? He goes, but if I invest, he goes, Dad, if I invest this, I'm going to lose it. Like, I can't risk it. And I'm like, well, and I began to share, like, just the basic idea of just inflation. I said, Caden, if Grandma would have taken her $25 and just put it in a sock and just kept it and held on to it, do you know how much it would be worth today? $25 with the value of $25, but the values have changed for things. You can't get the same things you could have got with her $25 with $25 today. I said, you got to invest it, and the nature is just to hold on and to hold it tight. So faith, faith requires this risk. Hebrews 11.6 says this, that God rewards those who have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God is a rewarder and he responds to faith and faith is risky. And we have to get, shake off the fear, shake off the tension of like stepping up in risk. I remember times in my life where I risked by raising my hands in worship. I risked by dancing. I risked by singing out loud. I risked by laying hands on someone and praying for them. I risked by stepping on a stage. I risked by praying for my family or praying out loud. There was a risk that I took. But the reward always follows the risk. In our relationships we look at, when it comes to relationships, if you're not willing to invest, if you're not willing, if you're holding back and creating a barrier, you'll never experience the reward of a true relationship. It's to those people who 
get close and lean in and, 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 and pull people into themselves and don't like beeline out the door, but they stop and they have a cookie yeah? <laughs> and a coffee after service. And they make that conversation and they reach out and meet somebody new. The relationships are built that way. Relationships are always get better when people become vulnerable and choose to open up and take risks. So where do we risk? Where do we risk? We risk in hope. We risk in the kind of kind of dreams and the kind of vision that we believe God plants in our lives. The Bible says we have a blessed hope. We have a living hope. Hope, hope is, it's a, it's a free thing. It doesn't require money. It doesn't require a strong social status or strong network. It doesn't require anything like that. It's free to hope. So we hope. Hebrews 11 says this. Faith is confidence. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. An assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. They got the commendation for being hopeful. People of faith. It was, it was David who had faith to stand against a giant, hoping, having confidence that my God is bigger than you. And these stones are going to knock you down. It was that hope, it was that confidence in God that allowed him to trust in that, that sling and that stone and the power of, the, of God behind him to take down a giant. Faith. The enemy's greatest tactic over your life is to to cut out your hope, to discourage you so that you don't hope anymore. And if you don't hope, you've taken the gasoline off of faith. Faith requires two things. It's not faith if you can see it, and it's not faith, it's not faith if you can see it, and it's not faith if it has no hope. You need to have a hope. And today, I'm, I'm, I'm in question, and I'm, I'm just... I'm believing that this is a word for someone to begin to hope again and to begin to risk again and to begin to expect again and have vision again, believing again and have a hope in, some, in, in God and a hope in a future and a hope for a vision. There's some in this place who've stopped believing and I, I, like I think about it in Kelowna, I hear it all the time. Oh, I'm just waiting for that time where I can buy a house. It's the language of Kelowna right now in the Okanagan. I want a home. And there's some who have stopped hoping for a home. Committed to just, you know, I'm just going to stay steady with my rent and do the things. That's, that's wonderful. Keep committed to your responsibilities. Keep faithful, but stop. don't stop hoping even if your bank account, even if the banker, even if the, your, your uh, finances don't look like they line up, have hope. Begin to hope again. Begin to believe again. Begin to get confidence in the Word of God that says the Lord will provide. 
He'll take care of me. He'll bring resources from the east, the west. He'll give me the power to make wealth enough to have hope again for this home. You may have hope for a business, hope for an idea, for a, a future. The simple things in life, hope for just simple occupation. Begin to hope again. Place hope in your heart again. I'm going to invite the band to come. And as they're coming, I just want to share with you, out of Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2 said that in the last days, God would pour out His Spirit. Would you say pour out? Pour out. This isn't like a trickle. This isn't a drip. He'll pour out, like pour out His Spirit on all people. Who are all people? Raise your hand if you're all people. You're all people. God will pour out his spirit on all people. And this is what he will give all people. He says, you will have vision. You will dream dreams. You'll have a prophetic view and perspective. In other words, you will see the way God sees. What's in the heart of God, you'll begin to see the way God sees. When you look at your city, you're not, you're seeing your city the way God sees the city. You're not seeing the homelessness or the mental challenges, the, uh, the addiction that are in our city. You're seeing a city that is alive and free and safe and rejoicing and celebrating and then unified. There's a celebration in the, in the eyes of God. When we begin to hope again, when we begin to have vision the way God intends us to have vision, to dream again, to place that dream in front of us and say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I'm hoping again for that prodigal to come home. I'm hoping for that child to come to Christ. I'm hoping for people to come to know Jesus. I'm hoping for the end of abortion in our nation. I'm putting hope again into my faith. I'm believing, I'm having confidence layer after layer after layer. I'm building confidence towards that hope knowing, Lord, that you've got something ahead for me that's beautiful and wonderful, and you are you reward those of faith. You reward those who risk. Would you stand with me for a moment? I'm going to invite you to, uh, to take that card that's on your seat. It's a hope. It's a card that says hope on it. And there's a pen in your, pay, in your uh, seat in front of you, or maybe around you. I'm sure maybe you came with your own pen. Most people don't today, but I'm hoping you did. There's my hope again. But I believe that God's going to plant new hope. God's going to plant new vision. God's going to plant fresh dreams into our hearts. And I'd just like to take some time this morning as we just begin to worship God, to allow God to fill us with hope again. Would you agree with me? today and just believe for this new hope this morning, a new vision for your home, a new hope for your future, a new hope for the city, a new hope for the church, that God, you would do something. Amen. Amen. Would you just begin to stir your heart this morning? Just begin to pray. 
Just begin to ask the Lord, Lord, fill my heart with fresh vision, fresh hope, fresh dreams, fresh life, fresh future. Thank you, Father, for our families, for our children, for our grandchildren. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, for extended family, for people. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, for healing, for release of any debt. Amen. Amen. says this do not throw away your confidence do not throw away your hope for with that confidence it will be richly rewarded that confidence will be richly rewarded if for a moment here if you've got that in your mind's eye you may not have written it down if you wrote it down just place your hand on that paper today father we just place confidence in our heart, we ask for confidence in our heart, Lord, over this hope, over this hope, Lord, that you would help us to build faith in the name of Jesus, faith, Lord, faith that would grow in our hearts, hope that would grow in our hearts, a spirit in us of boldness, willing to risk and to believe for, for something wonderful, for something big, for something new, for something that will shift a nation, shift a city, shift families, shift bank accounts. Father, we thank you for a new, 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 new vision today, new hope today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're here today, just with every head bowed and eye closed, if you're here today and you're saying, I have been lacking of hope. I don't have this hope that you're talking about. This hope begins with your relationship with Jesus Christ. It starts from that place. There's no confidence without knowing Christ. And if you're here today and you've never received Christ, I'm just going to pray a prayer and I'm going to give you the opportunity to pray along with me. 
and just believe in your heart for this fresh hope that this new hope to come into your own life would you just pray with me congregation lord jesus i surrender my life to you in the name of jesus i receive full forgiveness my sins were nailed to the cross and you've given me a fresh hope. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I want to serve you from this day on. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Amen. Amen. What a great... Uh, message this morning. You guys could be seated uh, while we transition. And uh, we're going to get ready for our, uh, our giving uh, time. So if you can grab that envelope that's in front of you in, that front of the, in the front of the seat, uh, you can start filling that out uh, and getting ready for that. We also have uh, a freshly updated app, our KCC app. So if you're technologically sound and you like to give on online, that's another way we can do that. And uh, so you can go to the app store and download that. Uh, also on this uh, on this giving in this giving envelope, uh, if this was your first time today, or maybe you're just a visitor with us, or you made that decision for the first time uh, this morning, we're so excited that you did that this morning that you're here with us. If you could uh, grab that envelope and fill out your name and some information and just check off that box, hey, I made a decision to follow Christ today. Or, or if you're a visitor with us, we just want to get uh, some of your information so that we can get in contact with you or, or get you plugged into uh, what we're doing in our church. And uh, if you're also, if you're visiting with us and you're, or you're, maybe you've been a guest with us for a while and you're wondering, how do I, how do I get connected? How do I get plugged in? Um, another way, fill out the form, put it in the basket, or you can go to the back uh, in the, in the lobby. We have some awesome volunteers there with a, with a, a lanyard around their, their neck and they can help you uh, get plugged into whatever's going on. They can give you some information and, uh, and help you kind of get that next step. As we get ready to give, uh, I was just reminded of a, a simple truth this morning as I was just, uh, I was just reading and praying. And, uh, and, and the, the reason why we give is not that God needs our money, right? God doesn't necessarily need my money. Like, he, he's God, right? He created money. He doesn't need my money, right? And uh, really what it is that we, when we give, what, it, what it's really about is, is, is us putting God first, it's just a simple, across the board, putting God first in our lives. And I think a lot of us, uh, we have money in our minds. We have money on our, on our, on our solution list. And, and the world actually says that, oh, money, will, you just need money, and it'll solve all your problems. Right? So a lot of us, we wake up and we have money on our mind. But what God wants to do is he wants, that's the reason why we give is we, we're putting that money in the basket. We're saying, no, God, you're first. And it's, the, it's this most practical way that we can actually just begin to stretch our own faith is by taking some money out of our account and putting it into a basket. And it sounds so weird and it sounds almost backwards. Why would I give away money so I could? But it's, it's, it's like Pastor Brody was talking about when we invest in something and when we invest in the kingdom, man, the return is uh, something that we can't even imagine. And it's so much bigger than what we can get in this, in this world. And I'm just going to invite the ushers to come up and if you're ready to activate your faith this morning, I just want to ask you to just pray with me uh, before we get ready to give. Father God, we just thank you so much for 
uh, all you've given to us, God, that we give because you first gave to us, God. We love because you first loved us. And this morning, we just want to give back to you. And we just want to uh, begin to build our own faith as we, as we practically uh, just put money in a basket. God, we want to put you first this morning. And we just want to put you first for the rest of our lives, God. So this morning, as we, as we give, God, would you just bless it? God, would you just take this uh, offering and just multiply it? God, that you would just, whatever, whatever it is you want to do with it, God, that you would just take it and God, you would just use it for good and you'd use it for greatness. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, somebody say amen. Amen. As the ushers are handing out uh, the baskets for offering, we just have a few announcements that are going around uh, the church this week. Uh, We have uh, some exciting news actually over at our HCS campus. If you hadn't heard, uh, our senior girls basketball team just won Valleys. So that's super exciting. And uh, and they get a chance to go to provincials. So uh, be praying for them. We're rooting for them. It's amazing. It's so cool to see uh, just an awesome team being able to to uh, achieve something so awesome like that. I know our, our senior boys a few years ago won provincials, and that was really exciting. So maybe we can do a repeat with our senior girls. So be praying for them. Be rooting for them. Uh, our second announcement today is Next Steps. Next Steps is starting uh, next week. It's our first class, and so like I, like I was saying before, if you're a visitor with us and you're wondering, how do I get plugged in? Next Steps is that next step, and so we actually have Carolyn Larratt. She's going to be running that, so it's super exciting. Uh, she's she's awesome, and, and what Next Steps is is basically uh, just a way for you to get plugged in, a way for you to kind of learn what we're all about, and, and a way for us to help you get plugged in and help you discover your gifts, and so it's really simple, and we would just encourage you, if, you're, if you haven't taken Next Steps, Next week's our first class, and you can get signed up in the lobby after service. Uh, number three, tax time. Everyone is thinking about it. Uh, so if you uh, have given it all uh, in the last year, we have our tax receipts. Uh, I, I believe Monica has them out in the lobby after service. So grab those uh, tax receipts for charitable giving. And, uh, and just a last announcement, a quick reminder, make sure you pick up your kids after the service. And uh, we hope you had a, a great Sunday and a wonderful week. And hopefully the snow never comes back until next year. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite Pastor Brody to come up. Oh, man. We're hoping for sunshine. Amen. Let's stand together. We just bless you. Father, we thank you for our teams. We thank you for our, the people that are in this place today. Lord, and I ask as, as they go out into the world today, Lord, your spirit would be upon them, that they would know your presence with them. You would give them eyes to see the way you see today in the world that you've created and how they can be use their gifts to make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.